We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's your True Faith podcast. Uh, Mickey Collin and Charlotte Robson were sat in the car trying to leave Old Trafford. The, the, I think the we road must... Here now. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, <laughs> I think the road must be closed or something because we haven't moved at all for eight, what feels like about three years. Um, it feels like one entire game against... Yeah. Man, you, which felt like my childbearing years are over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's felt like we've been in that ground for about for, for about three years. Seriously, like <laughs> such a such a long afternoon. Um, gonna, the day. It's going to be difficult, I guess, a decent podcast out of that because it was a really really turgid performance. But Charlotte, we'll we'll start with um, the lineup. What we expected um, was it? What you expected? Did you see any of those changes coming? Well, I was. You know, I'm not. I wasn't surprised to see a long staff or two in um, in midfield because of sort of the form against Man U and that sort of like token um, thing as well as um, we've had Palace Saturday this um, is Thursday and then we're playing again on Saturday so resting Shelby and uh, and um, Hayden didn't seem like a, a terrible idea um, having said that they have been playing so well at the moment together that it did seem a bit I don't know, worrying, but I, I remained positive. I was like, "This is their game. We can, we can get something from this." Um, uh, what else? Willems was back, so and I was quite pleased about that. I thought, I thought before he went off with, I think he had a groin injury or something. He was, he was um, playing pretty well, and and um, like is one of our defenders who, one of our many defenders who can score. So that's nice to have on the side. Um, we, we needed him to be back in the team because there was no one else that could have played on left other than yeah. other than sticking in one of the three right backs. Which and finished Dimmitt's the game. been yeah, Dimmitt's been injured as well, so uh, we didn't see him. Uh, I wasn't surprised not to see Andy Carroll start. I didn't expect him to start. Um, he was on the bench. Uh, generally, not super surprised by the lineup. I think we all were a bit like, okay, he has gone long staffs instead of Shelby, but you can kind of see with the fixtures coming up <coughs> why that might be. Yeah, it makes sense to um, to rotate the, t- the team when you've got three games in a week and two games in two days. Um, it's just it's just disappointing that it's come for me. It's disappointing that it's come in that fixture because Man United were there for the take in there. You know, we've come out of that game having been beaten four one, but it wasn't a four one game at all. And uh, this is a man you that Watford just beat, like yeah, and you can see why, can't you? Because yeah. they they can't defend. You know, we've we've not had. I don't think we've had a. Well, we'll come out of it in a second. I don't think we've had a shot in the second half. We've not tested that goalie at all. Not tested the defence whatsoever. And the one time we did in the first half, or the two times we did, once we scored, and second, uh, I thought it was Almiron, but supposedly from Twitter I've read that it was Gale. 
missed an absolute sitter where he just yeah. has to put it under the crossbar and it's a goal. Which is what he did at Burnley as well. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, not um, not heartening. Slightly worrying, to be fair. It's what happens with a striker that kind of works on instinct that doesn't get a game for so long, you know, that the, the, the lose that kind of last, last, last bit of sharpness and, it, you know... It is what it is with him. It's frustrating. I think if he scores there, it, it, it's possibly a different game. But um, coming on to the performance, Charlotte, we'll uh, we'll look at look at the way we started. And for me, it was a bit bleak at the start. Did you do you agree? Um, it's hard to say that it was bleak at the start because of how bleak it was at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so at the start, it seems like literally like sunshine and roses and and the best performance I've seen all season. Uh, bleak-ish, um, but you know, it seemed fairly open and we had uh, like chances, I think. And yeah, you know, I didn't think I didn't think it was it didn't look the way it was going to turn out. I when did we score? We scored. Within about, it was very early on. Yeah, it was I, early. I don't remember. I I saw it really differently from the start. I thought we were really poor. And if you listen listen to the match day, if you're a patron, um, you should be. I I was quite negative about the way we started the game, and then just as Charlotte said something more, like we did something a bit more positive. Uh, kind of immediately after that, we we snatched a goal, but it was very much against the run of play. It's a it's a really well it's a really well taken goal. We've seen a replay of it on Twitter. Joe Linton mm. does excellently. It's a cracking turn, like turn come touch from Longstaff to to give himself some space in the box, and he's finished it really well in the bottom corner. Which is, you know, it's nice to be able to say that about Joe Linton as well, because we have not, and we will come on to him because there is a lot more to say. Um, but you know, we have been wondering why the hell we paid forty million for him. I don't think that was a, a forty million sort of setup, but <laughs> but having said that, it was nice to see him make a, a, an impact. Um, and, and set that up for Matty Longstaff. Obviously, the away fans who were in great voice the entire way through, apart from probably a lull around 55 minutes yeah. mark, there was it was definitely a little bit um, bit quieter. But um, away fans just it was absolutely mint when he scored. It was really good. It was it was it was bedlam in the away. Um, we as I say we, we hadn't looked like scoring at all really there was a very slight moment of positivity before and then out of nowhere class class holder play from Joe Litton inside the box when he he could have snatched it and taken a shot with his left he didn't um, held, held it up well turns inside makes a great pass to Longstaff picks him out through through a couple of players crack and turn crack and finish and it was it was absolute chaos in the end and to be honest that's about it you know yeah, I think given our recent form and and the way sort of I've said this on other podcasts that you know one goal can kind of call it for us on either you know either team um, in our last few games, um, it definitely didn't feel like that even after we had scored that it didn't feel like the game was ours. It was such an early goal. It was such a we hadn't looked like a threat at all until then, and then and then yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I just. It didn't it, like man you weren't cowed at all by that it was just i don't know what to say they almost treated it like it didn't happen and the game carried on in the same respect really you know but it was it was it was quite flat after the goal we, we, we didn't get in them we didn't get in their faces we didn't try and build on the um on the on the momentum that was that we, we should have had by scoring away at Old Trafford um which we did do well last season when we when we, we we should have won, but that didn't. <laughs> Can't possibly say that about today. Um, I thought we looked really negative and really flat. And uh, you know, despite scoring that goal, 
for me, the the long staffs were were poor today. They were they were ran off the pitch. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's partly for me that's partly to do with their individual performance, but it's also a, a facet of playing five three two, which I just find fucking nuts. Yeah, I was gonna say we were talking about the formation all the way through, and if you listen to Match Day, you'll hear us kind of make jokes. M- Mickey made a joke about how it's like football from a hundred years ago but uh, that you just can't play and and then we scored and i was like well maybe we can we can't and we shouldn't (laughs) but yeah um mickey i was gonna ask you about formation and and why do you think we set up like that when we're having all season we played that formation against palace and it didn't fucking work but we won we won the game and won it won it through a yeah across from a throwing and uh i'll meet one meeting a, a header off carol that formation is long is long gone out of top level football and because it doesn't fucking work it doesn't offer you, you anything really offensively or or defensively other than having five defenders that's literally it mm-hmm. so every time they got the ball their full backs were so wide and then our kind of side centre midfielder so Almiron on the left and um, Mike Longstaff on the right were having to come and close down their wide players every single time so in theory that should mean that the other two cent- central midfielders can play the central midfield role but it didn't quite work like that because they always had an overlap on the on the opposite side it just didn't work at all and they, they exploited that from from the moment we kicked the game off and I think it's really really disappointing that the manager hasn't spotted that and reacted like it was crying out for, th- for three strikers two wide strikers they can come and track their fullbacks when they're attacking, but try and pin them back a bit. Yeah, I was going to say we were again on the on the match day, which is available to patrons if you want more of this kind of analysis. Uh, normally, normally it's better than today's as well. Yeah, normally it's really good. Um, I yeah, we didn't make any changes. I know that Steve Bruce just has an aversion to making any changes before like sixty minutes, which I think we were at again when he finally put Atsu on for the start for a start which we can talk about in a second but like the, like so much needed to change by half time we were 4-1 down at half time obviously you know we've not conceded any in the second half and that's a positive I suppose although we looked like we would like it, it, it wasn't because we were, you know we were looking really strong so yeah zero um, zero changes at half time and I just that just makes no sense to me yeah, it's nuts. It just makes it. It just makes no sense whatsoever. Like you have to try and mix it up. Um, just to correct you, Charlotte, we, we were three-one down half time and they scored in the second half. Oh, did they? They, they did. I. They um, repressed the entire game. I'm just guessing now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was that kind of game. Um, oh yes, I do remember. You know, it was obvious. It was obvious, and I've said it a couple of times. It was obvious at that at half time that that they'd kind of given up like Bruce, Bruce and the yeah. staff have probably had a think and thought we're 3-1 down at Old Trafford we're playing shite we're probably not unless there's some kind of miracle we're probably not going to get anything out of this so let's just keep the lads we've rested as fresh as we can for Saturday so yeah. that definitely came across in the subs when we did make subs um, uh, because we, we took Gale off for Atsu was the first thing it's just a like for like isn't it like there wasn't really any I didn't see Atsu make any impact whatsoever. I don't know about you. He barely touched the ball. It looked it looked to me like once he came on, we went to a five four one. So Atsu was wide on the left, um, Almiron on the right, and two centimeters, and we were more defensive. It was it would almost look like a damage control job at that point. Yeah. Gale had to come off at half time because he was so ineffective. Um, he was so ineffective today. It's it's unbelievable. The one thing he's done is have that chance and miss it. 
Yeah. Um, and that that was in whatever it was, 50, 65 minutes of a night out by the time he came off. Yeah. Um, which is just... <coughs> it's just but not I good mean, enough. I he had that in the first half and then after that, nothing. Yeah, like literally zero. Zero impact on the game. Um, so he's come off for, for Atsu, you know, which it is what it is. The other subs were as ineffective as, as that were brought on two right backs. <laughs> Going back to the Pardew days when we used to just chuck on left back after left back after left back <laughs> instead of making any normal normal subs. Um, one at right wing and then and then one at centre half. So uh, we finished the game with three right backs mm-hmm. in three different positions, which Almiron is came off. which is mental. And he's brought Almiron off to, to rest him, obviously. Um, looking at their goal, Charlotte. And you know, their overall performance is, is kind of summed up by the goals. We've given them three. We've mm. gifted them three goals, and no team that, that, that even gives two goals, let alone three, in the Premier League, ever wins a game. How, just how frustrated are you with the, the way we've just given yeah, them? Yeah, very frustrated. And, and Steve Bruce has just done his press conference, and he's sort of done his, I know it's Christmas, but we shouldn't have gifted them. It's like, well, that doesn't help because we did. And it, yeah, incredibly frustrating. Um, just just sloppy and no communication and I mean what else can you say just depressing and Dubravka made a mistake which obviously breaks my heart into tiny little pieces <laughs> yeah um, it was it's not like us and it's not it's not been like us for a while to do that um, we don't often give away goals and I think I think the way Bruce phrased it was we're giving more goals away in half an hour than we did in two months in, in two, two, or three two or three months, months or something like that um, and he's right but it's it's so frustrating because we could have got something out of this game. It doesn't feel like it coming out of the ground at four one, four one down. But we could have got something out of this game today, and it's. W- it wasn't like we were like wildly outplayed. I mean, we we were outplayed by a team who can read the game better than we can and can can communicate better, and we did, you know give them so much space so 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 much space which was just so frustrating because it was the same mistakes over and over again as well which is you know like okay come off at half time have that conversation with your players say like you've done this x y z times like be aware of it but it was the same the entire game um through so that was very frustrating but um but yeah it, it didn't it, like the there shouldn't have be it shouldn't be it shouldn't the scoreline shouldn't be what it is it, it shouldn't. It should be. It should have been ones each. But you know, if we if we don't gift them three goals, the way we were playing that game, I I I, I don't think we would have we would have come away with a point. They they would have ramped it up if they'd needed to. And the, mm-hmm. uh, apparently, the pundits are lauding the Man United performance today. It wasn't a classic. It wasn't a great performance from them. But they've done everything they needed to do to get the points from us today, which is which is just put the chances away. That would put them on a fucking platter. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't easy for us to see who's made the mistakes. I'm not sure where the passes have come from, but the, in particular, the, the the one in the second half where we've just passed it through to, yeah. to Martial in behind all of our defenders, one on one with Dubravka, is is just it's it's not good enough at a Premier League level, and I, I find it incredibly frustrating that that, that that kind of thing is happening. It's so it's so schoolboy. It's just it yeah, there's, like ugh. the space we were giving them, the space he had there. The bad pass. I don't know. It's just very frustrating for me. Yeah, you can't you can't possibly reconcile um, defenders or midfielders, whoever it was. You can't re- you can't reconcile for that. But a three-one down. We've 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 moved backwards. Um, we've moved the whole team backwards and left Joe Linton isolated. Who I want to I want to come on to and speak about his individual performance shortly. Mm-hmm. But we've we've moved everything backwards. So we've we've moved backwards as a kind of 
response to being so heavily under the cosh, but even in the first half, you could see the way it was going to go. So we're playing three centre-halves against one central striker for them. And Martial was dropping, you know, five yards off our, off our back line every single time they had the ball in the defence or the midfield when they were deep. And picking the ball up and having the chance to turn, having the chance to take a touch and look to make a pass to someone else and bringing them out of their defensive position so easily, time after time after time. And when you're, when you're playing three centre-halves against one striker, you've got the luxury of being able to follow him. Like, if he, if he steps out five yards, if he steps out 15 yards, the middle centre-half, whoever it is that's marking him, can fucking go with him because you've got two other centre-halves that are in there to cover, to cover all of the space. Mm-hmm. Now, it's so frustrating to see that, but what has annoyed me more about it is that it was so obvious that it was happening and it was time after time after time after time and there's just no reaction there was nothing from the players none of them have taken responsibility and gone with them none of them are they're not even having a discussion amongst themselves it was just like this is this is the crack this is how it's going to go today and we're just going to accept it and try and try and beat it in other ways no it's not it's not good enough it's stupid you make the change put some put one of the center halves into a defensive midfield position and stop that ball and I, oh, I don't even know. I honestly don't even know what to say about it. It's so annoying, and it was so obvious. Let's I, talk about Joe Linton then. Yeah, let's, let's talk about Joe Linton. So, ten minutes into the game, he has that, that one excellent turn and pass and, and an, an assist, which should give him a bit of confidence. But I thought after that, he was he was really really poor, um, and especially as we moved into the, the kind of second half of the second half, he just down tools. Yeah. That, Mickey turned to me and was like, I don't think Joe Linton's moved in the last 10 minutes. And um, and if you watched him, I mean, he, he moves ever so slightly, but not really. Uh, he stays in the, the circle <laughs> most of the time, just sort of pottering around. That's exactly what he was doing. He was pottering, and there was one, there was one time that epitomised that kind of 20 minutes before the end of the game where if he just ran properly, not even sprinted, but like ran... He would have. He would have been able to. Um, he would have been able to make a challenge and win the ball. And instead, Ooh, I hate this. Sorry, sorry we're just in a <laughs> in really bad, Thank really you. bad traffic trying to get over from Old Trafford. This is not the best place to come in the car. Um, now turn right and then. Will do. He he just had to. Um, he just had to make that challenge at least and at least make it look like he wanted to win the ball and he didn't. And for me, that's it's it's almost unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you thought of his overall performance, Charlotte, but I'm, I'm pleased. Well, once for- again, I don't like. I've said it a few times lately. Like, I just don't. I don't understand why he's starting. Like, he doesn't. He doesn't make. He's not an. He doesn't make any impact on the pitch. Like, we had that. Like, oh god, um, we had that. Um, the sort of assist in that first for that first goal. You know, that's nice, but. Like you say, he downs tools. He just sort of gives up, and and as they grew in confidence, it was like he just didn't. Because ha- it has to be said that Manu definitely felt after the second goal or whatever, they could just do whatever the fuck they wanted, and uh, and their confidence was just. I won't really want to say mushroomed, but I don't think ballooned. <laughs> mushroomed? You can have me. I'll give you mushroom. No, <laughs> um, not a verb I've ever, I've never heard before. I think I've gone mad. Um, yeah, it just, I just, I, I can't understand. And I don't think he really understands where he fits in in this squad. And, you know, you, you can just see, like, that sort of downing tools thing is just a complete lack of confidence, a completely just being like, you know what, I don't know where I'm going. 
I don't know where I'm supposed to be. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. It's kind of how I feel like he feels and you can you can see it. And then it's like having 10 men on the pitch. Yeah, it was. At times in the second half, it was like having 10 men on the pitch. Now, let's not say that anyone else was doing any fucking better, but at least at least people were running and hurrying and trying. And I, I don't want to be too critical of the Longstaffs, especially Matty, because he scored. But we'll have, to, we'll have to be realistic about their performance today. They were... They were nowhere near Man United centre midfielders. Nowhere near. They passed the ball around us every time they wanted to. There was basic one twos, which were creating so much space for them time after time after time. And you know, the, the, the two of them were, they were they were running around, and um, and, and and making some making some effort, but it was just not good enough. They're not. That's the thing. They're not good enough. Like and and you know, I really really want to support them local lads coming through the academy, all of that stuff. But it's they're not good enough. They're not good enough to be playing at this this kind of match. And fair enough, give them a shout. Like we, you know, when we saw the team lineup, I was like, okay, maybe this is that game. When you can say that it's not, make a change, and no change was made. Well, that's what needed to happen, isn't it? The game, the game was passing them by, and they weren't getting on the ball enough. And when they were getting on the ball, it wasn't being used effectively. No, that's not just their fault today. Yeah, I don't, I don't put all of the blame on their shoulders because the the formation has really limited any any outlets for them to make to make any kind of incisive passing or even any basic passing. There was the option to go wide into the fullbacks sometimes, and that was about it. Mm. You know, there was there was no forward runs from Joe Linton really he wasn't looking to get in behind he was often coming to look for the ball to feet but when he was getting the ball to feet there was no one for him to pass to so it became pointless I, I, it, there was just no cohesion and no creativity and and a, a, you know this, this is going to sound a bit harsh and I probably don't mean this there's maybe a bit of heat at the moment but a bit of a lack of desire in the middle like there was no crunching tackles there was no screaming at each other to try and to try and make it a That's bit more a positive That's a point I, I, it was nice to see Fernandez. um Get, you know, be the skipper today, but I didn't really see much communication and much pulling people together. You know, I, I would expect. I mean, like when Shelby's captain, he's he's shouting at them, he's trying to like g everyone up. I don't know what my words are tonight, by the way. Um, and and I didn't see a lot of that. Maybe you saw it differently, Mickey, but I didn't see a lot of that from Fernandez today. No, it, there wasn't too much of that. I don't think he's had the worst game ever, but he certainly wasn't his best. And No, I don't mean that necessarily. I just mean as captain, I really think you've got an extra responsibility, especially when you go behind, to, to sort of pep everyone up a little bit. And I, I just I think that we gave up today. Yeah, we did. Um, uh, that, you know, partly that come, uh, comes from the bench as well, though. They, there was clear, clear intent with the substitutions to not chase the game and not not really try and win it. Yeah. Um so that that can't all That's fall true. at Fernandez's feet. But you are you are right and it's something something that Chelsea's done very well since he got the armband um to kind of grow into the captain's role. And Fernandez hasn't done it today. Um disappointingly. I don't think he was the worst defender and I think both no. of the other two actually had a worse game than had a worse game than Fernandez today. Cher had a bad game today. He did have a bad and game. It's hard for me to say. His passing his passing was loose. I think I'm not certain, but I think he was at fault for the first one where we, the, the first misplaced pass that led to a goal uh-huh. in the first half. I'm I fairly sure right. it was him. I think that's right. Um, that's a problem when you do the podcast in the car straight after the matches <laughs> that you don't know this stuff, which we probably should. Um, so I didn't think he was great. I thought I thought Lachine looked a little bit off the pace, which is not not surprising considering we um, considering he's only just come back in the team after another massive layoff. Mm. Um, 
I don't think Dummett gets done like Lejeune did. Um, I think he offers a bit more defensively when Lejeune's not really finding the passing. You know, it's it's not it's not quite come off from the day. I, mean, I don't want to be too negative about him because, as we say, he's just come back into the team. But maybe this one was a, a step too far at Man United away. Um, Question for you, Mickey. Do you think this is just an off day or do you think this is indicative of what we're actually like and we've been riding a bit of a luck wave? I know I th- we've had a lot of conversations about luck lately. I think it's probably a bit of both. You know, there's there's no doubting that we are on more points than anyone expected, but more points than than kind of the the average should be from the way we've performed this season. Yeah. Like we 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 have got a better hole than we than we probably deserve. I don't think it's by as much as many people are saying, but I, I think we're, we're better off than than many people would say we deserve. It was an off day. It was an off day all over the park. I think we've suffered from the the changes which Bruce has made to try and keep people fresh. I think we've. We've suffered from a bit of complacency, maybe that we've that we've done better than we expected. Yeah, um, and yeah, it was it it was uh, it was it was a it's a sad day. A, a really a really bad day at the office. Now, is it is that what Newcastle United are like and what they're, what they're going to be like the rest of the season? I don't think so. I think we can probably expect to have this kind of performance under Steve Bruce once once every so often. You know, that's probably the fifth really bad performance we've had this season yeah I said to Mickey when we were leaving like that was aggressively bad and Burnley was um, was was like terrible but sort of in a miserable way like just yeah just like that I, I don't know I don't know how I'm trying to compare our bad performances which is never going to be a fun task anyway but it wasn't quite out of the Leicester away no, boot no, was it or like or you know the, the dog shit we've did at Wolves at home um, it wasn't it wasn't one of those bad and it's one that's you know it sounds ridiculous again to say this but it's one that's kind of um, it's one that's kind of gone on on fine margins you know we've given them three goals given the gifted them wrapped up for Christmas three goals if we don't do that it's ones each and we get a point you know a lot, a lot of games have, have, have managed we've, we've managed to win on fine margins this year Okay, so going into, we've got Everton in two days. How do you feel about that, having watched that performance? If we play the same against Everton as we did there, then we're in, um, we're in real trouble. We can't be. We won't have the same lineup. No, we won't have the same lineup. You're gonna, we're going to see Shelby back in the team. We're going to see Hayden back in the team. I suspect we'll see Carroll back in the team. I wouldn't be gobsmacked now to see Dummett back in the team, but I think if anything, Dummett should have played today rather than rather than against Everton. That's injury, isn't it? Oh, it is. I it's yeah, injury, not never mind. Being left out of the squad, so hopefully we'll be back. Um, fingers crossed, he will. Yeah. Um, it's probably. And hopefully, um, hopefully we'll see a different formation. That the five-three-two does not work. Um, Everton are going to come with a bit of a bit of a spring in their step. Obviously, we've just got Ancelotti as, as manager. Yeah. Um, Hopefully we can turn them over, and it's going to look a bit bleak going into New Year's Day if we, if we lose against Everton on on Saturday because Leicester Leicester at home is a tough tough game for us, and you know in all likelihood we're gonna we're gonna get now out of it. Um, quick. It's the sort of thing that we'll pull out the bag though. We'll have that kind of performance where everybody's tearing the hair out, and then <laughs> pull Leicester out of the bag, but maybe not. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Um, Quick one on uh, on coming down here in general and in the and the, oh, yeah. the state of the away and so Charlotte and I arrived quite early. Um, went over some scran and got to the ground. We thought we got to the ground quite early. Yeah. Um, 
but we didn't. It was absolute pandemonium on the concourse. So there'd definitely been a flare. Yeah, flares. The place was really smoky. Everyone was singing Sunderland Get Battered everywhere they go, which is the new fan favourite. And um, pints were being thrown. Floor was like an ice rink, you know. <laughs> it was as if it was intentionally designed to be really slippy when it was wet. Like it couldn't, yeah. it couldn't have been much slippier. Um, which is which is mental in an area where people are drinking and there's going to be large boisterous crowds. But but there you go. Well done for that one, Man United. Um, <laughs> we struggled, a struggle, genuinely struggled to get through the crowd and get out on the on the um, on the stand. And then we arrived on the stand and it was like everyone was already in the seats. Like it was so, it was already heaving. Um, Didn't really understand the. Uh, physics of that but it seemed seemed to work yeah everyone seemed everyone did manage to get in uh, the UN was was really boisterous and really loud from yeah. from way before kickoff um from from as soon as we arrived in, in the stand it was like uh, everyone was singing uh-huh. and it was great and then obviously we we started slow but that's that's all right you, the, the crowd could stick with the team for the first however long and then we scored and it just went off and for, for a while it was one of the one of the best away ends I've been in everyone was fucking mortal and a lot of people were were, were worse than that um, that's, we'll leave it at that um, and the, the away end was, was great it descended into the uh, into half time and then we came out for the second half and it was it was very flat I thought yeah incredibly flat there were a few sort of songs but sort of sang miserably and then and then uh, and then it sort of did pick up like, once they scored the fourth I think it picked well, up because yeah, we're obviously out of the game fourth it was like you know what well we're, we're still like they, their support you've got to it has to be said wasn't isn't very loud I'm coming on to that in a second um, <laughs> we, we I thought our, our crowd picked up a bit when there was a bit of like argy-bargy down at the right of us mm-hmm. and then a couple of bottles and uh, what looked like a few coins to me anyway um, were, were thrown from the from the Man United fans into our end and swiftly returned I have to I have to say by our fans um, don't condone that kind of behaviour no I don't condone it at all but it did pick the crowd up a bit um <laughs> And, and it, you know, it ran on like that for the rest of the game. The Man United fans are a fucking disgrace. They um, are not good. They were qu- they were basically quiet until like their third goal. Then there was a little bit of singing, and then that was it. And then they were leaving. Yeah. Like but, at least stay and applaud your players. You've you've just won four one, and like the, I mean, it was probably half empty by by full time whistle. Such an entitled bunch of pricks, and you know <laughs> they used to like get away with it because they were class, but they're not class anymore. They were shite today, and maybe the maybe their fans have not got behind the team because they were shit. But they've beaten they've beaten Newcastle four one. The only thing we heard from them was about Shearer, constantly yeah. about Shearer. Then he just fucking get over it, man. Like they're pathetic. They've got like <laughs> since since Shearer didn't sign for Man United, they've won what twelve trophies. 12, 13, 14, however many trophies, and they're still singing about them not signing. Like, get a fucking grip. And we consistently, every single time they made a song, Newcastle fans outsung them. So it was it was one of those days where you come away from it thinking, got to be one of us and not one of them. But other than that, it was a it was a really turgid performance. Charlotte, I'll give you the final word. Just how bad was that today as a trip, as a performance, and then what's your thoughts going into the weekend? Um Wow, really upbeat way to end it Mickey um my that was yeah it was it was bad today but you know what I've seen us be bad before and then be good again and I'm not gonna let that dampen my spirits too much I I think Everton at home will be different it will you know be in front of ostensibly a sold out crowd because um of the season ticket giveaway it kicks off on 
on Saturday. Uh, sold or given out, we'll, we'll call it. It's not, it's, not, it's not really sold, is it? Whatever. Anyway, the, all the seats have been taken. Whether or not they'll be sat in, I don't know. But um, I'll be there. Um, we'll be there, as usual. We'll be doing our match day stuff for patrons. And then we'll have another free pod probably on Sunday for you all. Um, I don't feel too disheartened it was shit. But unless we have a couple of shit ones like that on the bounce, I remain positive because I'm a very positive person. <coughs> yeah, for me, it's just one of those days. It's it's disappointing. A couple of things are disappointing for me. Number one, the performance was terrible. Number two, we've thrown in the hat. We've thrown in the hat in the performance. And, and whilst I completely understand it, and it, it probably, especially at 3 1, certainly at 4 1. It's absolutely the right thing to do in the grand in the in the bigger picture, because um, we need to keep those key players fit for for a game that we might have a good chance of winning on Saturday. But when you've like got up early on Boxing Day and got your bloody Christmas chores done, like cleaning up the house, I to didn't le- do any of that. I went. I slept in till eleven. Oh look at you! I, I was up early towards like cleaning the kitchen after after hosting Christmas dinner yesterday. When you've done all that, to leave at twelve to drive down to Manchester, and then you have to sit for like thirty-five minutes in the car to try and get out of the bloody car park as to close the road. And I was stuck in another queue, still trying to get out of Manchester. So and it's raining and it's shite. It is a bit disheartening. But you know what it is, Charlotte roll on Saturday, Charlie and Hayden back in the team, I'll meet you on getting in behind, he'll be full of confidence, it wasn't him that missed, which I think is a key thing, Very because um, I would have been really gutted for him if he'd missed a, an easy chance after finally breaking that duck, and I think we'll beat Everton comfortably at the weekends, so there you can. Merry Christmas everyone, I hope everyone's had a good time, sorry about the negativity on this podcast, but you, you would understand if you were there tonight. Cheers. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.